You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everybody. It's America. We're back for another session for In the Open. Teresa's not with us today, but we have a special guest. Her name is Corrine. Say hi, Corrine. Hi, everybody. Do you want to tell folks a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Corrine King. I am a 30-year-old native of New Jersey, but I am in the DMV transplant like many, um, and I am the event planner for Mental Health America. Today is the first day that Corrine joins us, so she's new to our podcast, but we brought her on because we wanted to continue the conversations that we've been having around introversion, extroversion, and just kind of navigating what that looks like for different people. So today's session is called, Who Am I Really? And I think we oftentimes ask ourselves that question with the idea that I'm not really certain of where exactly I fall. So yeah. does that resonate with you, Corrine? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I just feel like adulthood, or as I've become an adult, we realize that uh, pretty much we, none of us really know what we're doing. We're just all kind of winging it and trying to figure life out. So I definitely feel that way. I feel like sometimes I know things about myself, and then other times I just have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I think I've also gone through that. But when you think about it, around feeling introverted or extroverted. We've been having these conversations with different folks um, so that we kind of get an idea of what it feels like to live in these different spaces. Mm -hmm. I think I'm an introvert, but I was listening to one of the most recent sessions we did with Kevin and he was like, you could, you know, kind of be both. And I was like, I think I am, you know, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you on that. I honestly, I thought that I was also introverted just based on what like people say about what like the definition of an introvert or extrovert is like and how you like draw energy when you're like trying to kind of recuperate. Yeah. I just assumed or I felt like introvert fit better than extrovert for me in particular. But like as I... Um, I've recently moved into my own place for the first time ever in my life. I'm living alone and it's been kind of a transition for me. And I didn't think that it would be, but now I'm like, maybe I am extroverted. I don't know. <laughs> like my, like some people will come visit, like my brother or my sister, they'll come visit. And then when they leave, I like feel weird. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's because they're not there anymore or, because I'm like in this new space where I'm by myself and I never have been. There's always been someone around, whether it's my sister who I shared uh, an apartment with or like my parents, there was always someone there or like a roommate. And now it's just me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure anymore if I am introverted because I'm like, I mean, it's definitely a, a time when I'm like, I feel overwhelmed by people and I like need to be alone. But now that I'm basically always alone. I'm like, oh, maybe I just like meet people. So I have no idea. That's an interesting space to be in. I remember in my mid twenties, I started living alone. Well, I had dogs, so not completely well, alone because nice, the yeah. dogs are like, I, I remember, I just felt like, oh my God, if it would have been just me, I don't know how I would have handled that. 
yeah. and the dogs pushed me to go outside, right? Like they had to right. go for walks and everything. So that's something. But I think it's interesting how you're in this space now that you're kind of learning how to navigate between two worlds. Being in a new space, I think, as a as a single person, not having to respond to anybody, it's just you. Yeah. I would imagine it can feel very overwhelming because I remember those feelings. And like when your family members leave, do you feel sadness? What, what do you feel when that happens? Honestly, I'm still trying to put my finger on it. I feel like maybe it is like a little sadness. It's like, oh, now it's just me again. And mm. there's no one to like fill the space. And so... Yeah, maybe it's just like a little sadness, which was really unexpected for me because um, my sister and I lived together for like maybe six years. Um, she was gracious enough to move in with me when I first came here and was like not really making enough money to live on my own <laughs> um, and not live with like a thousand people. So she like was like, yeah, we can be roommates. And it just kind of worked out from there. And so like, I thought like, I was ready to move out on my own, right? She's like mm -hmm. moving forward in her life. She's just got engaged and, you know, they just bought a house. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to move out onto my own and do my own thing. Love her. But like, I was definitely in the, oi, I'm ready to like not have people talking all the time <laughs> in my house mood in the last few months of us living together. Um, but yeah, as soon as I moved into my own space, it just felt different. The energy was different. And um, I didn't expect to like, I guess, miss people so soon. I thought I would be like more comfortable with just being like in my own space on my own for a while. But like maybe after like a week, I was starting to feel like this little like, oh, nobody's here. It's just me. Yeah. Sadness. Uh <laughs> Like a little turtle in the shell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yes. totally can relate to that. You know, it, it makes me kind of wonder if in your experience, right? Like when you were growing up, one, because you have siblings, right? Um, So they're kind of always around, especially if you're close in age. Yes. Twin brother. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. So very, very close. So prior to you being in this own space of yours now, how did you navigate like finding energy from for yourself like did you go into your room and kind of sit by yourself to get re-energized or you know were you always surrounded by people so you maybe didn't have an opportunity to do that that's a good question um you're right i didn't i was never alone because i have a twin brother uh an older sister there's uh, three of us and my parents I feel like our house was crazy because we were always running, running, running. You know, my brother and sister are athletes. I'm the artistic child. So I'm in all the choirs and the bands and the dance classes. They're in basketball and softball and, and all of us play instruments in marching band. Uh, so we were always on the go. So I don't really know that I figured out where I draw energy until I moved out for college. Okay. And that's when I found myself being overwhelmed by people. And so maybe it's not, I guess I'm realizing in the moment that maybe it wasn't necessarily people, but the kind of people that were overwhelming me. 
And so it could be that I am extroverted, but like when certain kinds of people or energy are around me that feel overwhelming, I just like kind of want to be separate from everyone in that moment. When you think about, I'm sure you have some people in mind, um, yeah. <laughs> but what kind of energy are they putting off that is kind of like not good for you? Honestly, it's like just kind of like high, high energy. Like if I'm being like, for example, I enjoy going out to a lounge like as much as anyone else, but I'm not like really a big party person or at least I wasn't in college. And so like I would go out with my friends because I would want to go and dance and have a good time. But like once the lounge got to a certain capacity of people where everybody is just like kind of on 10 and like loud and pushy and rude, (laughs) I kind of just was like, I had my fill, I'm ready to go. And when I was ready to go, I was like, y'all have a good time. I'm going to leave. I would leave everybody who I was with and just be like, I'm going to go home because it felt like it was just like an overwhelming surge of like too much energy in the room. And I feel that same like way I guess recent more recently I'm thinking of my sister's 35th birthday she had her friends come and stay with us in New Jersey and they were also like super duper high energy like because obviously they want her to have a good time yeah and so they were like trying to pump her up and and pump everybody up and have a good time and I was just like I'm not really feeling that like (laughs) I kind of just want to (laughs) chill and like I don't mind being pumped up when like I feel like being pumped up but like in that moment, I was like, nah, can we just like chill? And I feel like yeah. when I don't match energies with people in that way, that's when I'm like, nah, I'm cool. And I just want to like go into my shell. I feel that. In many ways, you're kind of describing some of my earlier escapades when I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's go out and we're going to go have a good time. And then yeah. there'd be a point. You know, not not late into night, but I'm just like, I'm done. I'm ready to go right. home. And everybody be like, why? What do you mean? And they're all hyped. <laughs> right. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Right. I had my fill. Yeah. I did what I, I, did what I came here to do and now I'm yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of comes and connects with this idea that um, we had talked about in one of the other sessions around how oftentimes people that may have more introverted tendencies can sometimes be you know, negatively seen. So they're like, oh, you're such a party pooper or you can't just hang out. You know, you always got to say something. And it's like, okay, I've been there. So I've been, I've been signaled as that. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, do you want me to just pretend to be having a good time? Right. (laughs) That's not great. You know, I think that's the struggle, right? In, In really this question, right? Like, who am I? And Part of the process and kind of figuring that out is kind of going through the motions of understanding how do I sit in this space and how do I own this particular kind of space? And now that you're in this other very interesting phase, right? You're like, all right, I've struck out on my own. Right. So how are you, how are you finding that you are comforting yourself during this time? Because it is a change. I find myself calling people more, in particular my family. My family and I are super duper close knit. 
um, to the point where in college, if I had to choose between hanging out with my friends and hanging out with my parents, I'd probably <laughs> hang out with my parents and my brother and sister because we were going to play games and now we can drink alcohol. So <laughs> it's a good time. But I definitely, if I talked to myself before, I definitely talked to myself way more now than I did before. It was like full-blown conversations <laughs> with myself. But, you know, I feel like I'm starting to kind of get comfortable with it. It's been about three three weeks or four weeks. I think it's just, it was just an adjustment. It's like, kind of like at first it feels like being in a hotel, right? Because it's a brand new place. Yeah. And you haven't been there. It doesn't feel quite like home just yet. Um, but as I settled in and, you know, unpacked and started like putting my little flourishes on the place to make it mine. It feels more homey. I'm starting to get into a routine. And so it feels a little bit more comfortable. You know, like, you know, when people come over, I still sometimes feel a little sad when they go. But Mm -hmm. I understand. And I think that the feeling isn't quite as strong as it was when I first moved in. So, you know, I just, I think the issue is I never anticipated needing a transition period Mm -hmm. um, for this particular part of my life. I just assumed everything would be fine. And so when it kind of hit me, it was just a surprise. And honestly, you know, maybe it makes me think like, maybe I am more extroverted than I thought. But then you mentioning like being people saying you're a party pooper, you know, or like wanting to take a step back away from everything and people seeing that as negative. I kind of, that resonates with me as well, because I am also kind of the person that's just like, yeah, like I said, like when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And that's kind of in most settings. I'm just like, oh, all right, it's been fun, guys. But uh, I'm going to head out with the SpongeBob yeah. meme. Uh, <laughs> so it's very possible, you know, I think that we all have a little of both in different situations. I've always said I'm a person that matches energies a lot with people. So like, usually or or compliments energies I should say so like I have some friends that are real high energy and when I'm around them I'm like a little bit more low-key but then I have some friends that are really really like conservative and aloof and around them I'm a little bit more boisterous a little bit more like outgoing um and that's not to say that I'm not both in those different situations but like that's majority of what it is and so I feel like um with super duper high energy when there's a lot of people that are that way it just like I said, I feel like it's like a sensory overload and my brain mm-hmm. is just like, okay, we need a second to like adjust to what's happening right now. And I feel like that's probably the case for a lot of people. I find it interesting how I think too often we want to kind of categorize ourselves. It's just kind of our yeah. nature to want to do that, right? It's like, oh, well, Labels. I fit this bucket and I and then the other, you look more like this and but the idea that we can be a, a blended kind of, you know, have blended qualities, I think is very important. Yeah. And it, and in that understanding that we can change, right? Like the process that you're going through right now is definitely one that highlights aspects of your person that maybe before weren't as visible because you were surrounded by others. Yeah. I remember when, when I started living on my own, there came and something I read, and this is earlier on, even before that. It was like if you cannot find comfort in just being with yourself, you have to ask yourself the question, "Why?" 
yeah. I was like, I can sit by myself. Can I sit? By- <laughs> oh my God, can I sit by myself just by myself? You know that that self talk, right? Um, and I'm glad that you say that you talk to yourself because I talk to myself all the time. I think everything that's happened in the last two years has pushed us to question different things, right? Like for some folks, when we were like, you couldn't leave the house, right? Wherever you were living, you just were in that space. Having another person with you changed how you were going to interact. I know. And it's just me and my fiance, right? Like there were times of like, oh my God, I cannot see your face anymore. (laughs) Right? Uh, Yes, please stop looking at me. (laughs) And then other times I was just like, oh, my God, it's great to have somebody here. Right. But within all that, this question of who am I really still comes back to how do I connect with and feel comfortable in being in my own space? Right. Can I sit with others and be fully comfortable in that space? Yes. Yes, I can. Not maybe to the level of other people, but I know that part of that is also recognizing like you were talking about like having your sensories, your sensory yeah. is like, uh, it's overloaded with stuff. And that's an important piece. Like you've come to recognize that. So in thinking about all that and where you are in terms of your development as a young adult, because you're still a young adult. I think so. <laughs> um, what do you think kind of resonates with you from when you were younger and how you thought about these things? I feel like I didn't even think about this stuff when I was young. Like the one thing I will say that I really appreciated about my parents um, in their child rearing is even though we didn't like have the terms for these things, right? For introverted, extroverted, things of that nature. My parents really embraced like who each of us was for who we were and never like made us feel like either any of us needed to be like the other. Mm. So I never really paid attention to, oh, am I introverted or extroverted? Because my brother, you know, makes friends so easy. And like everywhere he goes, everybody loves him. And it doesn't feel like it's that easy for me. Like I feel like I feel anxiety sometimes when I'm around new people and I don't know if I want to like talk to them or not. Like I never really paid attention to those things until I was not around my brother anymore. So when I went to college and it was just me and I like had to start all over again and like make new friends. And Mm. I didn't have anybody that I really knew except for one um, guy who went to high school with me. He was like around, but he was doing his own thing. So like, I never really paid attention to my behavior and if it like fell into either of those categories as a child, because one, um, because I have a twin brother, I have a built-in best friend. So everywhere I went, we were pretty much together, even though my parents separated us in in school, like in classes so that we had to make friends. Because I feel like my parents knew if my brother was there, I was not going to make friends because I would be like, why do I need to talk to you for? I already know somebody here. Mm -hmm. So they separated us um, in classes. So we had to make friends. But I never really, like I said, paid attention to that stuff until I was like on my own in, in school, in a new town, in a new city, in a new state, having to try to make connections with people who I didn't know when I was kind of like terrified to like talk to people I didn't know. Like I was like, uh, but what if they don't like me? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so, a, that's a conversation, yeah. right? Like, will they really like the real me? And right. in, in many ways, your, your brother functioned as a buffer, right? Absolutely. 
there's no need for me to modify, be anybody else because this person is my safety net. Absolutely. And I would never tell him that, but yes, you're correct. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's amazing that you had that experience, but I, I can imagine too, like going into a space where you don't have him. Yeah. It can be very jarring as well, right? You're just like, who am I without this person? And then you have to, you have to really personify the things that you want. Right. Were there differences in how you existed prior to that and to then when you went like and were really on your own? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I'm being honest, I wanted to not go to the same school as my brother because like I said, he's really outgoing. Like he makes friends super easy. Um, he's very much like my father in that way where people just kind of like him. Um, and he's just like a really gregarious person. So it makes sense why you would want to be around him. And like, I want to be around him because of the same reasons, even though he drives me insane because he's my brother and that's his job. But like when I ended up in new spaces, so I mean, the biggest change was really college because uh, he went to Bowie State University. I went to Morgan State University, uh, we'll go Bears. Um, <laughs> and so um, I'm recalling, honestly, like my first week um, when I had orientation for college and it was so challenging for me to just like go out there and like be fun and make friends like I was like I don't know anybody here I don't know what to do I don't want to be awkward but I am being awkward in this moment and so I just remember hoping that my roommate was cool so then at least it's like I know one person but of course my roommate was like completely not what I expected I'm sorry oh, about that <laughs> it's so funny because uh so Morgan State University uh, for those who don't know is in a historically black uh college my roommate was white <laughs> it was very interesting I was like oh okay I just didn't I didn't expect that not that we didn't have like white students but I really just did not expect that my in a college where the majority is like black people that I would have a white roommate and we had nothing in common <laughs> at all. So like, she just kind of went and did her thing. And I was just kind of in the room, like, well, I don't have a TV and uh, I don't know anyone. So I guess I'll just stay in my room. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so for the first few days of orientation, it was really rough for me because I didn't know like how to strike up conversations casually with people and just like talk to them. I was like, maybe they'll think I'm weird or, or look at me the same way. Like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. And even though that's freshman orientation and like the whole point is to try to introduce you to new people, it was just definitely tough. I'll say the turning point for me was at orientation, they had a talent show. And I don't know why, but I decided to participate in the talent show. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. And then... During the talent show, I decided to do, I used to compete when I was in high school in something called AXO. It's for, it's like a competition for students um, in, oh gosh, I cannot remember uh, what it stands for, uh, but it is a part of the NAACP. Um, they, they sponsor it and essentially students with like, from like all different kinds of categories from performing arts, visual arts, sciences, business can all come together and compete. So I competed in dramatic competition 
which is like acting and then also vocal, classical and contemporary. So I decided at my talent show, I was like, why don't I just do the piece that I just did and performed? So I decided to do it and it went over really well. And I actually won the talent show. Oh, that's great. Right. And I was like, wow, okay. I didn't expect that, but it was really great. And it kind of opened me up to like talking to people because people were like, oh, congratulations. You were so great. And so that was kind of the turning point for me. I didn't actually make like keep any of the people like friends I made at orientation. I don't even know if I would call them friends or acquaintances or like new people. Right. Yeah. Because by the end, by the talent show, that was like the day before everybody goes home. (laughs) So it's the end of the week. But I will say that that kind of was a catalyst for having me talk to people my first week as a freshman um, because we talked about orientation, right? And so that's kind of how I was able to start connecting with people. And so I just kind of was talking there was like some girl sitting next to me and we were complaining about how long orientation was. And we're like, didn't we already do this? Why are we still mm-hmm. talking about the same things our first week of school? And so we just kind of um, connected that way. And so talking with her, you know, had me able to meet other people that she knew. And it kind of just turned into like a big group of people freshman year that we all kind of hung out with. And obviously it shifted and changed as we, you know, grew but I feel like it was a really good decision because to go to a school separate from my brother because it just forced me to like really look inward to like mm-hmm. grow. And even though I was uncomfortable, it helped me. And obviously it helps very much in my day-to-day life now uh, because I have to talk to people I don't know all the time. <laughs> I like how you really framed it that even though even though you may have not had this like life-changing friendship come out of orientation it really functioned right. as as a starting point for you one i i think in what you shared it really was something that said i can do this look right. i did this thing even if people may say i'm weird awkward x whatever i yeah. went out into the world and i and i existed in who i am right and then you were able to find some linkages um that then helped you create some, you know, other friendships. I think that's that's the root of really finding community. And and we've explored it in other podcasts where, you know, as adults, it's much harder to make friends. Oh, but yes. one of the things that is a starting point is finding common things that you like. Absolutely. Or things that you don't like. Honestly, I feel like bonding over things that you don't like is just as strong. <laughs> I definitely agree, you know. I, I think those are opportunities that help us understand who we are as people and, yeah. and really from everything you shared, right? Like I may not necessarily know how to navigate these spaces, but I do know I have to exist outside of my relationship with my brother. Right. And then, then giving yourself the opportunity to really think and be in those moments to know this feels better, not so much this. Right. And you're kind of being pushed and pulled and trying out different things to then end up where you are today. And you're just like, all right, I'm okay here. Right. Sit with this. Right. I can talk to new people. Do I want to all the time? No, not necessarily. But you know, I can and I and I do frequently. So and it's something that I'm glad I had to get out of because um just being in new places and really not knowing anyone and having to like almost start over uh, so many times 
in adulthood has, I feel like it's opened me up to be able to really just be kind because you just never know who you're going to connect with and who ends up being like a kindred spirit. And so before when I was like, I feel like I had a very New York, uh, New Yorker attitude, which is the, I don't know you, why am I talking to you for? To more of a, oh, I don't know who you are, but like we're in each other's vicinity and I could be like, hello, you know, how's your day? And like, it's okay to do that. <laughs> even, if, even if I, you know, sometimes I'm still in the New Yorker feeling of, oh, I don't know you, it's okay to try to be a little bit more open and try to and be friendly. It makes me think back to something that Teresa shared at some point around, you know, she's lived in different spaces, um, Mm -hmm. California, North Carolina. And because of that, she's gone through what you've experienced, right? Like moving to a new place, not knowing anybody. I have to exist by myself. I'm not exactly sure what that means. And, and I haven't, I've, I have lived in the area where I'm at since I was like six, but I came from a whole, a whole different country, you know? That experience is very different because mm-hmm. I was a child. It's, it wasn't as an adult. But right. I remember going back to Bolivia when I graduated college and I, and I lived there, lived there for like six months. And then I remember feeling like, oh, my God, I felt so out of place, not right. sure exactly who I am, even though I'm fully conscious of the person that I am. But then navigating, yeah, that's a struggle. But I really think in what you shared, it's so indicative of just the natural flow of things that you're just always kind of testing, trying things. I'm going to stick with this. Nah, I didn't really like that. Yeah. And now you're at a different place in your life where it's just you making the decision. You don't even have to. Like, It's like, what do you think? It's just me. (laughs) Yes. I have to go back now and and familiarize myself with like, just like who I am, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and it's also interesting because um, I've just been learning so much about myself. So I started a therapy in December of last year, I think I had my first session. So honestly, even as self-aware as I am of some of my, you know, shortcomings or things that have been challenging, I should say, uh, for me, there's still so much that I'm like uncovering Mm -hmm. and also doing that in this space where I'm now alone. Um, Like when I first started therapy, I was still living with my sister. So after my sessions, I'd be like, oh my gosh, that was such a good session. And I would go and I'd talk to her about it and, and be like, I learned this and that and da, 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 da. And now I'm just like sitting with like everything Mm -hmm. and trying to actually absorb what my sessions were and like what we talked about and like sitting with it and becoming comfortable with the new information that I've learned about myself. And it's, it really is different. It's, it's different. I think it's not good or bad or better or worse. I really think it's just a completely different experience of like, who is Corrine and how do we feel uh, about these new things we're learning and something we talked about this week is uh, discomfort mm-hmm. and like being comfortable with holding discomfort and <laughs> realizing me realizing that I pretty much try to avoid discomfort at any cost. Like, I'm just like, nah, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> do it. <laughs> so yeah. like, 
it's a part of me. It's a, it also goes into me like not being a very big risk taker because risk involves unknowns. And I'm like, mm, if I can't figure it out, I don't want to do it. And so <laughs> like all of these things are kind of playing together, like my behavior along with like this essentially avoidance of being uncomfortable for long periods of time. And like my therapist has encouraged me to determine what discomfort I'm willing to sit with and just like be okay with it. Like find a way, figure out how I feel with it, how it feels, how it looks and like being okay with it. And I feel like that is gonna take some time. Because it's so powerful. Ooh. It's powerful what you're doing. I think when when we start going to therapy, there is this notion that like, oh, okay, you can have a really good session. And what's funny is when I started therapy and a friend of mine started therapy and I had said, you know, you should schedule your appointments probably towards the latter end of the day so that you can go home and really think about it and not have to have to go to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then I started therapy. And I remember one of my first sessions, I went back to work and my friends at work and they're like, um, remember when you told me this? And I was like, no, I did. <laughs> that's a really smart thing that I said. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you should probably like not come back to work. You have to give yourself the space to like think about what's, yeah. you know, and um, because I'm a big thinker, my therapist pushes me to feel. What do you feel? Do you right. Explain that. I don't want you to tell me logically anything. Just tell me what you feel in your body. And it, and it connects to what you're saying, this discomfort that you may feel, understanding where it comes from. And when yeah. we think about this question, right, like who am I really? I don't think we're ever going to get to this place where – there's a finite answer, right? Like, I am yeah. blah. I agree. I yeah. think that we are always changing and evolving as people. And and that's how it should be, right? Where we're learning new things. And when you learn new things, your perspective changes, your perspective shifts. And it, and it should because now you have new information. So, I mean, I think knowing who we really are is more like our essence, but we are always evolving and changing. But like the core of who we are is like, I feel like we all know the core of who we really are. For myself, I am a bubbly, happy person by nature. I'm caring, like I'm always looking for ways to help other people, um, which is why I know I'm probably gonna be the one that ends up taking care of my parents. But (laughs) like, at my essence, I know that about myself. And even in times of turmoil, like trying to remember the essence of who I am as a person is so important. And I think that's really what's the most important thing. Like as much as my style changes and tastes change and, you know, I evolve as a a human being, it's always important to be rooted. And I think that that is what people should try to remember. Like, you know who you are, like, who the essence of who you are is as a person. And as long as you're open to the possibilities of what life brings and like the possibility of a shift in perspective, I think you're always going to be okay. And I think that honestly, uh, that thought that I've 
learned in college because I was very, very sheltered as a child and didn't realize how small my town was until I left and, and came back and I was like, oh, I know everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was very closed in thought as far as like shifts in perspective being okay, right? I was like, no, this is what I think and that's how it has to be. But as I grew older and, and encountered people that looked like me but were so different from me, it was eye-opening to be like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't have to be black and white. Maybe life is really lots of shades of gray. And maybe some things are more darker gray and some things are more lighter gray. But like being open to hearing other perspectives and being like, wow, I never thought about it that way is what I feel like really allows you to like not only learn, but just like really helps you see other people's point of view. I really like that. I think this conversation is really important for for anybody that's kind of struggling with this question and yeah. even more so when you feel like when because uh, I felt this, you know, you're not exactly sure what you're supposed to be doing, who you're right. supposed to be. And, you know, the way you framed it, I think is just great. So I want to thank you, Corinne, for spending time um, with me today. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. So, you know, what, how we log off is to tell people to keep fighting in the open. So do you want to shout us out and close out? Uh, sure. Uh, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Everybody, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and continue to fight in the open, guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.